Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on the continuation of the Dueling Mock series. So far, so good, Kyle. We did the uh, NFC North on yesterday's show. We're continuing things today with the AFC South, and I'm entering the day with a 75% win percentage so far in the polls. Okay, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound good. But you have a three to one lead, and I told you this already, Joe. I I know, but I, Warriors, I like my angle the better. The Warriors blew a three to one lead in the finals. You can blow a three to one lead with thirty two teams hanging in the balance. Well, there's twenty eight left. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the way that I'm helping these teams, uh, and how how I'm winning over fan bases You're left and right. A dork. I know. I'm also recording this podcast with a dog in my lap. My dog, Bruce, has decided he would uh, like to be with me in the chair as I record, and I've never had to do this before. So, Big fan of the, uh, the pod, Bruce. He, well, you know, he's, he's, he listens to it every day live when it happens, and I think today he decided he wanted to be a, a, one of the hosts. So we have three hosts, my dog, Bruce, named after Bruce Smith. There you go. So there's a fun fact for you today. Also named after my father. My father's little, name is Bruce. That's a little known fact. People, most people don't know that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, know people don't know about that. Me. Right. Yeah, I've told you that. That's why Bruce is my favorite of your dogs. I thought it was because he was the coolest, but well, he is the coolest, and he's got the best demeanor, and he loves on <laughs> me the most when I come over. But what's the people aren't listening to podcasts to hear us talk about dogs, Joe? Let's get focused. Who doesn't like dogs, Kyle? Um, so. We have the AFC South, Texans, yeah. Jaguars, Titans, yeah. and some other team. What is it? Colts. Colts? The Colts? Well, Colts fans, you know who you're not voting for. Uh, when my haul is better, you know who to vote for. <laughs> There's always that one team, whenever you list the teams in the division, you just one of them slips. That was right. The and it's it's always the, the fourth one, too. You're like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Uh... <laughs> Like it happened to me both days. We've queued this up on the mock draft machine on draftatwork.com. Yeah, except for you didn't reveal it on the pod like I just did. Right. Okay, let's do it. Um, okay, so, so you entering the lead. Yeah. Entering to today with a lead, you get to pick. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I want to go second. You're first with the Jaguars. Okay. So I played a little okie doke with you in the pre show as we were drafting here. I made a comment to Joe. I said, Joe, tight end is not a uh, high enough need. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, it was in the third round that I said this. I said, oh, I finally found a player to pick for the Jaguars. Their tight ends are Jeff Swain, Ben Koyak, Farrell McKeever, James O'Shaughnessy. I took TJ Hawkinson at seven for the Jacksonville Jaguars, getting them a big body tight end threat to kind of pair. Nick Foles had great chemistry with the tight ends in Philadelphia. 
getting a guy who can project early and play early in his pro career because he's comfortable playing with his hand in the dirt, I thought was really important. Moving to the 38th overall selection, Ja'Kai Polite, edge defender. The, uh, the Jaguars have a ton of depth on their defensive line. Adding Ja'Kai Polite as a team that can afford to take a little bit more of a high-risk player you know, you can keep him in his comfort zone. He's not too far from home. That tape's really, really good. And pairing him with Yannick Ngakwe, if you can get Ja'Kai Polite in shape, and there's a lot of great mentors in this locker room with Clayus Campbell. Yannick Ngakwe is a younger guy doing the same thing. I know they took Dewan Smoot two years ago in the third round. Ja'Kai Polite has massive upside, and it's a good brand fit for the Jaguars. Uh, their third-round pick, Damian Harris, I'm looking at the offensive backfield. And I wanted to tab them a running back. I gave them a complimentary player to, to Leonard Fournette, but also a player that I think gives you a little bit more uh, wiggle than Leonard Fournette. Damien Harris out of Alabama, I thought was a player that stylistically made a lot of sense, but his running style is just a little bit different, gives you something else. And for the 98th pick, the last uh, pick of the Jaguars in the third round, I gave them a wide receiver. They love wide receivers with speed. Uh, I wanted to get them some size, but ultimately just kind of looking at how they've built their offense – I felt more comfortable targeting for them. Nicole Hardman, wide receiver out of Georgia. What was the point of your ploy there with the tight end thing? When you started saying that in the pre-show, I was like, oh, he didn't give him Hawkinson at seven. And then you did. What, was, what were you trying to get done there? You knew that I already had already done my mock draft. I couldn't change it. I'm just playing mind games with you. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure what that, that achieved, but it did. It had me thinking. I was because because I too gave them Hawkinson uh-huh. in the first half, and I was like, well, I guess this is going to come down to whether or not the the Duval County wants uh, wants a tight end or not. But it sounds like we're in the exact same boat. The first replicated pick yet so far in the draft. So for my Jaguars Hall, the first pick is TJ Hawkinson. And what this comes down for me, and also what you're going to see with pick number 38, is that I'm trying to replicate the same ingredients that made Nick Foles successful at Philadelphia. And so he had Ertz and Trey Burton and Dallas Godert there, really good tight ends. You know, not all at different points, but he's always had good tight ends. And right now, like Kyle said, when he he listed the depth chart there, we don't have anything. I mean, they just re-signed James Osanashi, and that's certainly not your answer at tight end. I think TJ Hawkinson could be a star. At 38, I gave him Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver from NC State. Mm. This is a big pod, big body dude. It complements what they have. They have Westbrook. They have Marquise Lee, a couple of uh, – uh, more uh, elusive guys, guys with speed. Now I'm giving you that size guy, a guy that is very similar to Alshon Jeffrey, guy that is dominant with his play strength, a power forward, beats press coverage, and you could throw it to him. He can go get it. Nick Foles and Alshon Jeffrey did some really good things. We're going to replicate that with Calvin Harmon at pick 38. At pick 69, oh, this is a great pick. Michael Dieter, offensive lineman from Wisconsin. Nice. Oh, he's so good. He's so good, right? Watch the tape. It's like dude's always balanced. He gives you position flexibility. He's powerful. I mean, just technically really, really sound. Uh, I mean, we we say plug and play pretty loosely sometimes with these offensive linemen, but he's a true plug and play guy, guy that was like 50 starts at Wisconsin. And Bruce is getting on the podcast right now. Um, And so is all my dogs. And so uh, Dieter, Dieter, I think, can really challenge A.J. Khan there at, at right guard and maybe even upgrade that right away as a rookie. And then my last pick for them, pick number 98, we're going to the edge position. We're going with Anthony Nelson, the Iowa edge. Uh, I think that he fits their prototype a little bit with giving them that size and length. And there is a player to every single game when you watch Nelson on tape that he he just does rare things for his size. And so I think he would fit into the mix, give them some depth at defensive end and uh, some long-term uh, youth at the position. Now, 
This is good stuff. I'm going to go ahead and set the table for the Titans pick. Uh, you want to go give your dog some depth in the uh, the back room or something so they're not uh, chirping away on us here, Joseph. Tennessee Titans picking 19. Uh, my first selection for them was Garrett Bradbury. Uh, you could feasibly play him at guard. I like him at center. I know they got Ben Jones there. They signed Roger Saffold. Uh, look, you go Taylor Lewan, Roger Saffold, Garrett Bradbury, whoever is at right guard, whether it's Kevin Panfield, you want to bump Ben Jones over, and then Jack Conklin over at right tackle. I really like the makeup of this unit as it transitions into some more zone-type concepts, as you saw them beginning to do uh, this past year. 51, uh, I went for the pass catcher. I'm looking at Corey Davis needing some some players to kind of build out around him. And I think with the way the Titans wide receivers are built, you've got Corey Davis. They signed Adam Humphreys in free agency. Taewon Taylor is a Z-type uh, speedy guy. Don't think he's kind of got the tree at this point that we were hoping he would, so he's probably a guy that's that's better relegated to play outside and, and do more vertical components. I want death by a thousand paper cuts in the middle of the field for the Tennessee Titans. I gave him Andy Isabella. I doubled down on these slot guys, these potent dynamic route runners in the middle of the field. Andy Isabella at 51 gives you two guys in him and Humphreys that can make a killing in the middle of the field, really prevent teams from dialing too hard in on Corey Davis on the boundary. And then you have the power running of Derrick Henry uh, behind that with some of his athletic gifts. So a really interesting dynamic that you could bring for Andy Isabel to, to complement and supplement what the current receivers in Tennessee already have. 82, uh, the Titans last pick. I think they're the only team that had three picks. I gave them Colin Saunders from Western Illinois. If you're not familiar with this tape, Check him out. He's a really, really fun big dude. Uh, can play two a lot of two-gap concepts. So whether you want to play him at defensive end in this odd front, you want to play him at nose tackle, uh, you want to move Terrell Casey around, Colin Saunders at 82 is a player for the Titans that I think affords them some long-term benefits, You know, can help reinvigorate this, this defensive front. They've made some – investments in some veterans like a guy like Cameron Wake coming in. Harold Landry is a guy who they invested in last year. So they got kind of a mix of veterans and young guys and just continuing that theme and getting Colin Saunders and, and pairing him with Jarrell Casey with Benny Logan, uh, currently a free agency. So Joe, just a quick recap, Garrett Bradbury at 19, Andy Isabella at 51, and Colin Saunders at 82. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. 
No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Kyle, we did some very similar things here in, in this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So th- we'll, this will be interesting. Um, and uh, just want to let you know the mail came. So we're good. The mail came here at the Marino residence on this Thank Friday God. afternoon. Yes. Uh, okay. So Tennessee Titans at number 19. I went with Garrett Bradbury, interior offensive lineman from NC State. Uh, there's been a need there. They lost Quentin Spain this year. Right now we have Kevin Pamphile starting at one of the interior spots. And to me, there's some really nice players on this offensive line in Saffold and Luan and Conklin. And I, you hate for there to be one weak link and really ruin a good unit. And so for me, I want this to be a dominant front. And I think I get a really exciting piece in Bradbury, who's super uh, athletic, really good reach blocker, gets out in space and has that well, that lateral quickness to shut down gaps and pass pro. At 51, uh, went with a wide receiver, went with Paris Campbell from Ohio State. I think that this this offense needs speed. It needs more speed, and you get a guy with low 4-3 speed here in Paris Campbell, a guy that uh, you can do a lot of different things with in terms of getting him the ball creatively, uh, but also just he's he's going to be a nightmare for slot corners to match up with and be able to match steps with. And so I think that there's a really nice uh, option there. You have him and Humphreys on the field at the same time, and you you have Davis, Corey Davis as well. I think you can create some spacing problems for for offenses. So I like like that fit there and gets gets the Tennessee Titans much faster on defense on offense. Excuse me. My last pick went defensive line. Went with Ronell Wren from Arizona State. A guy I almost that, picked Wren too. Did you? Jeez, man, we, <laughs> <laughs> we would have had something here. I think that they need some more able bodies on that defensive line. Uh, Ronell Wren is a guy that uh, he plays with really good extension. Uh, really powerful. I mean, he needs some technical work, but in terms of raw traits, I mean, you're you have a really exciting package there with Ren, and I think that you can you can play him. And if they're going to go three man front, I think he can play maybe all three spots. He has really good two gapping upside, so and, and enough juice to really be a pass rusher. So that, I think there's untapped potential, and I like the idea of him in Tennessee, where I think that uh, they can get get the most out of him right away. So my recap here is Garrett Bradbury at 19. Paris Campbell, 51, the wide receiver and defensive tackle. Kaylin, uh, excuse me, Rennell Wren from uh, Arizona State at 80. You wanted the Colin Saunders pick. Well, uh, you can just admit it. It's cool. No, it's Colin cool. Saunders is going to another team here eventually. You'll oh, yeah. a little tip. Now, yeah. I ran I ran point on the first two, so now you got to run point on the second. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, all right, all right, all right. The Texans, the Houston Texans, this team, um, at number 23. We went with offensive line, Jonah Williams, offensive tackle from Alabama. Could not believe he was still on the board. That was an easy choice for me. A guy that uh, can immediately upgrade, I don't know, 
every spot on the offensive line for the Texans. Guy with three years of experience of starting at at uh, Alabama. Uh, you know, he won the offensive lineman a year of the year award for the SEC. The guy knows how to block, and he has a, such a great base, such a great foundation. Frames players, fr- frames blocks, and stays square so so well. So uh, I feel like he's an immediate upgrade for that offensive line. Uh, Deshaun Watson getting sacked 62, 62 times last year. Not under my watch. Uh, at number 54, we're going with a tight end. We're going with Jay Sternberger from Texas A&M. Love his route running. Love his seam busting ability. That dude, run, that dude runs stick routes so wonderfully. Uh, and I think that you can just uh, really – allow that defense, that offense to attack the middle of the field more and, and give them a, an X factor there at tight end. I really like what they can get from Jay Sternberger. At 55, we're going with cornerback Rocky Asin uh, from Temple. Uh, they just lost, you know, Kareem Jackson, and they brought in Bradley Roby on a one-year deal, but I thought they lost a lot of physicality and a lot of good tackling ability when they, when Kareem Jackson left for Denver. I replicate a lot of that with Rocky Asin. I think they need more uh, talent in the secondary. Um, and and I think I achieve a lot of improvements there with Rocky Sin at 55. And the last pick, uh, number 86, going back to offensive line, going with Bobby Evans, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Talked him up yesterday. I picked him for some team, and, and I really like Bobby Evans. I know you do as well. 40-game uh, starter for Oklahoma on the best offense and the best offensive line in college football, but for some reason we're not talking about him enough, and uh, we're going to we're gonna do that here on the show because this is a good football player. Love how powerful is powerful he is. He moves well. He's got nearly 35-inch arms, and I think that he gives you the upside to play right and left tackle. And so between Evans and, 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 uh, and, and Jonah Williams, two offensive linemen I drafted in their top – top three rounds here. I feel like we've really made strides on this offensive line that Brian Gain uh, doesn't seem too interested in doing. So to recap, uh, 23, Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, Alabama. 54, Jay Sternberger, tight end, Texas A&M. 55, Rocky Sin, cornerback, Temple. And then finally, 86, Bobby Evans, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so great minds think alike. We're talking about offensive line and secondary for the Houston Texans. Uh, I did not have the luxury of Jonah Williams dropping on my board, but I feel okay with that because I targeted Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, out of Washington State. Smoothest feet in the class. He frames those blocks really, really well. He's going to be a left tackle in the pros. Uh, He's got some hand usage to work out. But Jonah Williams at the same time also has some extension issues that need to be accounted for as well. So as I look at Dillard, I think Dillard's got a higher ceiling. He's an elite athlete to play at the position. His footwork's really clean already. Really promising stuff to bring in a blindside pass protector to kind of help upgrade this offensive line. 
as I move into the second round, the Texans have consecutive picks at 54 and 55. I went with the secondary in both of these picks. So they have right now Justin Reed playing free safety. And Tashawn Gibson was a free agent signing that came in to start at strong safety. But there's a player on the board that I think makes a lot of sense. He's a popular player, Taylor Rapp out of Washington. Now, he's a guy that I want to be the strong safety. I don't want him roaming the deeper portions of the field. But as a guy that can buzz down and play the run and be an impact defender in zone coverage, he tested extremely well. So now you have some flexibility with a veteran in Gibson, a physically gifted guy in Taylor Rapp who is a big-time hitter. He's a confident tackler. Uh, I like that dynamic in the secondary here behind this physical group uh, that the Texans have in the front seven. And then at 55, I also went with the corner. I went a different direction, though. I went with Sean Bunting from Central Michigan, who is one of the fastest rising prospects of the 2019 NFL draft class right now. I believe I saw Dane Brugler said yesterday, potential top Top 40 40, for Sean Bunting. Now, his tape's really good. I watched his tape like when he first declared. He was the first declaree. Um, So when I caught his tape, he really impressed me. And then he tested elite, and he's got these perfect measurables to be a boundary corner. And Houston right now has Jonathan Joseph and Aaron Colvin as their boundary corners. So give me a a young, promising guy in Sean Bunting that I can add into this group, and I feel really good about that. Their last pick at 86, I went back to the offensive line as well. I went with Penn State offensive guard Connor McGovern, who's an athletic guy. He's big and physical. Uh, I think you can plug him at that left guard spot, and it makes a lot of sense to really help invigorate pass protection-wise, athleticism-wise, functional strength-wise. It's a nice step in the right direction for the Houston Texans to really get this offensive line right. All right, so it is my turn to lead off again here with the Indianapolis Colts, who are loaded with draft capital here on the first uh, two days of the draft, uh, thanks to the trade last year with the Jets. And uh, at number 26, I'm going with wide receiver Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. I like what they have in terms of T.Y. Hilton. I don't think Devin Funches is a long-term answer for them. And uh, I would want to get another dude for luck in the passing game, a guy with some size. But, you know, Butler's not just a size guy. He's a guy that has plenty of route running ability, plenty of juice, a guy that uh, can physically dominate. And so I think he's a really good complementary piece to T.Y. Hilton, a really a true X receiver uh, that has long-term potential to be a fixture in this offense along with Andrew Luck. And number 34, one of my favorites in this year's draft class, Chase Winovich, the edge rusher. I think that uh, this pass rushing situation in Indianapolis needs more juice on the outside. I know they brought in Justin Houston. I know that uh, Kimoko Toure had some flashes, but I want uh, to go ahead and make sure that I get a dog there, a guy that just plays like he's on fire. And it's not that he just plays hard and he's a hustle guy. The guy's got technique and play strength. So uh, I really like what we can do here by adding Chase Winovich. I know that was a priority for Chris Ballard this offseason to add pass rushers. And, uh, you know, I think if the, if they were to be able to get one at 34 and be able to snag Chase Winovich, I think that would be a really outstanding fit. Uh, at number 59, I went with safety Darnell Savage from Maryland. I like what they have in Malik Hooker as a deep safety. Uh, his, he can be that center fielder, that ball hawk, that guy that goes sideline to sideline. But they don't really have a guy like – uh, like like Savage, who I think gives them upside as a low safety, can do stuff in man coverage, really good around the, around the line of scrimmage, really good tackler, physical, that tone-setting type guy. So I really like how he complements 
uh, Malik Hooker, and then really I think solidifies the 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 safety position here for the Colts. And then at number eighty nine, I went with Kalen Saunders, the defensive tackle from Western Illinois. Uh, he's a wrecking ball man, and he's big and he's athletic and he can move and. You know, he was able to just physically dominate at Western Illinois, but we saw at the Senior Bowl how much he can, how much of an impact he can make when he's able to uh, uh, to learn some technique and, and deploy some technique with his hands. And you know, he had a sack in the game when it was really good all week in practice. And so, you know, I think at, at 89 here to get a guy with his type of of potential to plug into the middle of the defense, we just got a lot more stout for this Colts team. All right, Joseph, do me a favor, just run through those picks one more time for me. All right, the rundown is. I took that turn my head. Uh, oh, you lost him. Yeah, uh, number twenty six went for Hakeem Butler, wide receiver, Iowa State. <laughs> Chase Winovich, edge, Michigan. Uh, safety at 34. 59, Darnell Savage, safety, Maryland. And Son of a bitch. And Kalen Saunders, eighty nine, defensive tackle. Okay, well, I also went with wide receiver. I also went with Darnell Savage at 59, but let's run through the whole thing, shall we? Uh, 26, I took Jerry Tillery, defensive lineman from Notre Dame. Listen, he's right there in Indy's backyard. They're going to know him really well. He's going to be on their radar. Tested elite, Joe. Like really, really good athletic testing. They spent a lot of time investing in uh, defensive ends in last year's class. Tyquan Lewis, a guy that has some inside-outside potential. Tillery's like a true three technique. And he's also a guy that can reset the line of scrimmage. He's got heavy hands. I love his build. Uh, There's some consistency questions there, but uh, this seems to be a really uh, positive culture oriented locker room right now. And I think if there was a place that could harness what Tillery has to offer, the Colts would be a favorable projection at 34. I went with Calvin Harmon, wide receiver from NC State, giving a little bit of a different taste to this wide receiver group. Obviously, you have T.Y. Hilton, a lot of speed there. Harmon is more of that, Joe, as you said, when you you build this pick for a different team. Uh, power forward. Uh, great ball skills guy, physical, able to, to win off of contact and, and create space for himself. Uh, 59, Darnell Savage. I love that pick, Joe. I'm not going to provide any extra commentary because you did such a wonderful job framing it on your own. And 89, I went with Jawan Williams, the corner, the long-armed corner from Vanderbilt. They've re-signed Pierre Desir, brought back Pierre Desir to play boundary corner for them. Getting another outside corner that kind of fits that same physical mold and athletic profile, I think is a really attractive proposition for the Colts. I know they have Quincy Wilson there, but they need more competition, period. And that, that secondary is one that can continue to grow and thrive, and there's no such thing as too many good corners, I promise you. Jawan has some things to work through from a technical perspective, but from a scheme perspective, I like the fit and him being a guy that has the kind of length that he has, I think projects very favorably to what the Colts are trying to accomplish with those corners. So it's now in the people's hands, Joe. You're winning 3-1 right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We will make Twitter polls as soon as we post this podcast, and we will know coming into the Monday show what the status is. I'm hoping to close a little ground. Help me out, folks, please. Please. Campaigning for votes. P- please. Pick the better well, listen, you got you, you to be, be a little bit of a politician. <laughs> you know, if you want to win, you got to kiss some babies. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Look for those Twitter polls. They're going up on Draft Network LLC. Uh, Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at Grinding the Tape. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We apologize for getting this up a little bit late. But we are here, damn it, five days a week. The Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll catch up with you guys again on Monday.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.